Hello, good people, and welcome to the Brunswick Beer Collective. This is this is episode three, and this is part of our eighty-six tramline series. Uh, this is season fourteen, um, and obviously, you would have just heard we were at Stomping Ground, although you know that's not entirely how we recorded it. And right now, we are at Beer Mash. And Beer Mash is one of those fabled places that everyone mentions um, in sort of kind of hushed tones, or pretty much like, oh yeah, I was there and I can't remember the rest of my night. Um, <laughs> uh, I am Chris Shorten, with me is Jeffrey Chi. G'day. With me is Paul Christoph. Good afternoon. With me is Carl Campbell. Howdy. And with me is Shane, the guy, the guy who runs this place, who owns this place. Do you Thanks own this coming. place? Yes. Thank you for coming. That's great. Yeah. Well, uh, yes. this. It's good to walk in here like moderately sober actually. Normally we roll in here, we're <laughs> yeah. already pretty well, sideways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, awesome. which which is kind of the thing. I mean BMash sort of you know, it it exists and it's this juggernaut of a place where it started out as like we were we were looking earlier at the photos where it was just pretty much a growler place. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. We um, started as a retail store only and then to bar as well so yeah it's been pretty fun seeing that transition and getting to that level um, yeah it's awesome seeing Manning turn into Shane I know I know <laughs> which is which we only put two and two together a little while ago that Manning from Hop Nation used to run this place yeah yeah he was um, managing for us so um, it was really helpful and um, got us where we needed to be in order to start the transition so yeah, very grateful for his help, and it's always awesome to see him coming in for beers and stuff. So, well, yeah, awesome. well, okay, okay. So, because obviously this, uh, for those playing at home, this is one of those places where that uh, you can buy beers, you can um, drink beers here, you yeah. can take beers away. Yeah, all, all the um, all the options are there. And wine and awesome. spirits. Yeah. yeah, and wine and spirits. Yeah, it's a small selection of wine and a small um, spirit selection as well. So, but um, was that all always your plan? Yeah, just to have that offering is um, just something that was kind of lacking in the spot when we started. Um, but it's starting to boost up now and um, happen a bit more. Um, but yeah, it just makes it uh, more of a sort of fun environment that you can browse while you're while you're having a beer as well. So. Yeah, it's cool. Really cool. And uh, I guess from my own my own perspective, um, uh, this reminds me a lot of because it's quite a long bar. Uh, yeah, it reminds me a lot of going to bars in New York City. Yeah, where, right. Yeah. Where they all seem like my favourite bars in Brooklyn are all super long. Yeah, that's awesome. So, um, but all the locals turn up. Yeah, it's a, it's a good vibe to have people sitting at the bar and sort of chatting back and forth and with them. So um, it's a bit of a sort of communal space, I guess, um, in that respect. Um, and you get that kind of neighbourhood kind of vibe as well. Um, so people will chat to each other at the bar that I've just met here at the bar. Um, and you can talk about beers that you're drinking or yeah, go back and forth um, with whoever's behind the bar as well, which is really cool. So I try to be pretty welcoming and like not... Um, not intimidating or anything like that so yeah I think it's one of those venues where there's almost always somebody that you know whenever you walk in you yeah, know, yeah it's just yeah very just encourages conversation yeah exactly it's great so well I mean gentlemen what um, what are your what are your fondest memories of being here at Beer Mash I can't remember <laughs> <laughs> um 
just, just chilling out, right? Yeah, mostly I just, remember misadventures here. Like, <laughs> there was a time we came out to Pinapalooza and one of our friends had like a bag full of glassware that she put down and then that just shattered. Yeah. There was another time... The time we, we found that person's phone and... Yeah. Somewhere else. That's right, yeah, no, I think I, I, I think I found the phone at Catfish. Yeah. And we were here, like, we were out all night and eventually... We called her here. mum, and then her mum called one of her friends. That's and right, and then they eventually found us here. And then there was... Another time Ben and I bought four beers here, took them back to his place, and he just left them on the balcony overnight. We couldn't find them for, like, a couple of days. <laughs> there was a um, time Ben bought beers here and brought his bike back home and... Yep. Oh, just broke his collarbone. <laughs> He was he let to, to be clear, he was not drinking that. No, no, no. It was a council related issue with the yeah. He was completely sober on that ride. Because I tried to sell him a beer and he was like, no, no, I've got a ride. I don't like I've had accidents on the bike. <laughs> and then it still happened. I was like, oh man, I feel so yeah. bad. Uh, of course, Carl, you're in the awkward position that you work here as well as having yes, memories. Yes, definitely. You're like Let's see, fun memories. Hund- hundreds of hours worked during Good Beer Week. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Just, so much fun. Just insane beers coming through. Like, that's that's the thing that I think puts this place apart. Yeah. Especially during Good Beer Week, where it's like, what, uh, we had 180 beers ordered for that? Oh, it was crazy. So many. Yeah. Given, like, some of the stuff that, you know, I'm going to go that Lurvig stuff, air freighted, it's just... Yeah, like, that was awesome. Mm. Ridiculous that you can get the quality of beers in Australia so yeah. quickly after being there. It is amazing to see all the new imports and new breweries as well that are opening up. Um, and that just wasn't there, eight, like, I don't know, five years ago. Even, even in the last year in Collingwood alone, there's been breweries opening up um, and spaces as well that are offering uh, craft beer. And it's just great. It's just awesome to see. Um, and I guess it begs the ultimate question, what, why do you stock what you stock? Um, we try to get a lot of limited release beers and um, sort of keep it to stuff that's really interesting or rare or um, stuff that you can't get everywhere. Um, and rotating the taps constantly helps with that as well. Um, but yeah, it's basically just to, to showcase all the rare and limited release beers that um, won't necessarily be available in most places that you go to. Um, but yeah, I think that's the general kind of idea. Um, mm. and, and I mean, because obviously um, you mentioned the Scando event earlier. Is that is this going to be? Is this forever going to be the Good Beer Week Scando home? Um, I think so. Like for as long as we can. Um, there's just so many awesome beers coming from that region. Um, that again, uh, we don't see a lot of on taps or around um, in venues, so it's cool to be able to give that platform and, and showcase those beers um, that you wouldn't normally see um, on this side of the world. So, and there's there's new breweries that are exporting now from there as well. So, there's quite a few new exciting ones that we'll have for Good Beer Week next year. So, yeah, I'm pumped for it. It's great. Can you tell us any of these exciting ones? Uh, <laughs> Not at this stage, but uh, maybe closer to... Um, Did they end in Olo? They end in Olo. There are a few um, Olo-sounding kind of rooms. Maybe a few O's with lines yeah. through them. <laughs> or Ella. Or... <laughs> yeah, well, it's... Like, adding to that, even since Good Beer Week 
like War Pigs had never been on tap until we had them on for that. OO had never come across. We launched the Munson a month ago. So it's just they're like these are guys that yeah, there was obviously a lot of scandal stuff coming in, but yeah, you've never seen those three breweries on. And that's I think that's just gonna continue. Like there's such a such a rash of craft breweries opening up there that have such high quality coming out of them that people are just discovering and going, we need to bring that across. Yeah. Like you look at the success of Omnipolo over here, like it comes on t- comes on the shelves and it disappears almost immediately. Like I remember the first the first stuff that came in, like Noah and Anagram and all that. We we tried them. I came in here the next day and Shane was like, oh yeah, we sold out of like this, this, this and this. And they were not cheap years the first time they came in. Well, well see, that's, that's actually an interesting point, actually, the fact these beers are, it's amazing they're selling, they're not cheap beers. And some people, I think a lot of people probably don't appreciate how expensive it is to get these beers in. Yeah, it's very well, easy people look at a tap and say, oh, $20 for a meal, that, that's ridiculous, but... Yeah, especially with the, the air freighting, which is awesome. Um, I love the fact that we can get fresh cakes on an airplane and send them over for an event, event um, on the other side of the world. Um, and that really showed up in during the beer week uh, with the, the OO beers. Oh, yeah. And that was just, yeah, a game changer. Um, there were, yeah, a couple of week old cakes from, from uh, Norway. Um, it was just incredible. And Sweden. Um, but yeah, it makes a big difference, but it is expensive uh, in freight, um, shipping that across, so you kind of try to reduce making as much money off them, but it's just more about having it available and, and putting it on, on the taps. So, um, yeah, being able to showcase what they what they can be when they yeah. like yeah. super fresh. It makes exactly. such a difference. Yeah. How do you, oh, no, no. How do you hear about, like, OO or any of these ones that have never been outside of Norway or... Um, we kind of have a look at uh, apps like Untapped. Um, you can sort of browse rate beer as well um, and user-based apps that have ratings. Um, so we can kind of look for uh, breweries that have higher ratings or that there's a bit of excitement around around the world. And um, then we just we basically just email them and say, hey, we're putting on, we're a part of this festival. Um, we'd be really keen to showcase some of your beers um, are willing to sort of pay for air freight so you can guarantee that they're going to be fresh um, when people come in to drink them and try them so yeah that's that was yeah the, essentially how we managed to get or secure the, the beers from the, a lot of these breweries um, which is awesome yeah, I mean that's a really interesting point though because yeah you know it's one thing to import it it's the other thing to actually make sure it's served in the way that it's meant to be served yeah so I reckon yeah I've got a lot of breweries like real sort of um, like particular about that yeah, absolutely. I think the, it takes like sea freight uh, from that side of the world, sort of a, a two-month uh, process, um, and after two or three months, because uh, you might have a month here or there with, you might get held up in customs or sit in a warehouse for a little bit. Um, so yeah, it's it's important to have the beer super fresh, um, and you can lose a lot of hop character after three months uh, in a, in a hop focused beer. So, um, I mean, if, if I'd approach, if we'd approached those breweries and said, we want to sea freight them, the, the, uh, more than likely they would have said no. Uh, but the fact that we've said, we'll, we'll air freight, get them here within two weeks, and they'll be on our taps pouring straight away, um, 
yeah, just they're like, yeah, that's great. I'll definitely go with that. So um, yeah, it's it's awesome for for the brewery and for us as well. So and for the ultimately the person drinking it. So yeah, it's great. Well, and you know, but we'll get we'll get to it in a second. But the um, like the beer that I've been sipping right now is a pina colada from uh, I think it's pina colada. Yeah, yeah that's from, right. Uh, yeah. Fierce in Aberdeen in Scotland. Yeah, because that was yeah, when, pretty much as far as you can get from Melbourne. Well. Yeah. Well, and that was the thing, because that was the person that was in... I, I was here maybe two weeks ago, and had just been tapped, and the I think the rep was here. Hmm. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And he, and he was like, I've ne- I, uh, this is the first time it's being tapped outside of Australia or something. Sorry, outside of um, the UK or something like that. Yeah. They're, they're but you take small, it for yeah. granted. Mm. Yeah, that's right. I think they're, they're quite a small brewery, like um, probably a quarter of the size of... Well, sorry, half the size of um, the venue here. Um, so it's, it's quite amazing to see that production and then also seeing it come across from that side of the world. So, um, yeah, it's, it's awesome. We're super lucky with a lot of the imports and a lot of the, um, the local stuff as well, I guess. But, um, yeah, when it's such a small production, it's sort of incredible to get access to. Um, I think yeah. a, lot, a lot of people don't realise. Even, you know, go to the States and... You talk to people about, oh, you know, what kind of beers can you get? And you start telling, listing off some of these breweries. And then you list some American breweries. And people from the States are like, that's insane. Like, you can only get that beer in, like, three states in the US. They won't ship it anywhere else. And then, like, oh, yeah, like, we get this, this, this. We're actually really lucky with the variety of beers we can get here. But, um, all right, but, like, flipping this around the other way all right we know about the beers you, um, you can get because you want what about the beers that um, people try and give to you that you don't want uh, yeah that's that's always tricky um, I mean there's a, there's a lot of awesome sort of ambassador brand ambassadors and, and, and breweries locally um, but I think people kind of understand that like the style that we're going for here and that we want rare and limited stuff um, rather than a lot of the core range so a lot of breweries do like a lager or a pale and an IPA but we're kind of looking for the more like salted caramel raspberry imperial st- barrel aged imperial stouts and all that sort of um, that sort of stuff so um, I think yeah it, it doesn't take long for, for ambassadors and breweries to sort of get and reps to get the idea that you know that we're, we're going for that limited small run sort of stuff and I think that can be a lot of fun for, for breweries and also push for them to be more creative with limited releases and, and bringing them out more regularly, um, which is awesome. So, yeah, it's it's always it is a bit tricky, and I I know it doesn't it's not great for the, for the brewery that we're all we're sort of cherry picking and trying to get the best that they have without sort of supporting their core range. But it's yeah, there's there's a lot of space uh, for that to to grow, I guess. But um, there are plenty of places as well that do support core range beers from breweries, and that works. Um, but it's nice to just have a specialty kind of range here that um, is all about the limited release and, and crazy beers, I think, so. And I think well, as long as you, you take the, the whole ESB, then, like, you know, no, yeah. no one will get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. I think that also works in terms of breweries have come to learn that, like, when, when we put on their really specialty stuff, it gets a massive showcase because the people that come here like they really appreciate their beer so they know that if it's going on tap it's not something that's yeah you know it's it's going to be special so even if we don't have maybe their core range beers 
that might open someone's mind up to be like, oh, they made this really good, like crazy barrel aged stout. Yeah, exactly. But I've seen their beers around. Maybe I might the next time I'm at the bottle shop, I might buy like you know their pale ale. Or yeah. the next time I'm at a pub that they've got on, like I'll try their other stuff because I really liked this other thing that they did. Yeah, but I was gonna say on the sort of similar vein. What's the uh, I guess your white whale, a beer or a brewery that you've wanted to feature, but for one reason or another you've not been able to get here. Oh, that is a very very good question. Um, Ooh. Uh, how do you? <laughs> I know there's there's definitely a few, but um, yeah, I'd have to. Yeah, like other halves probably a big one. Yeah, for me. Tr- like um, yeah, Trillium, uh, Cloudwater, Cloudwater's been a big one, but again, they're, they're about they're really aware of freshness and how they want to get um, their beers to the, to the people drinking them is really important for them, which I understand as well, but. Um, I think, yeah, and again, they're, they're in such high demand as well, it's sort of tricky for them to think about exporting, um, but it would be amazing to get Cloudwater on tap, um, just based on the hype and the reviews of their beers and the feedback I've got from people that have gone there to the brewery and, and tried them, so yeah, I'd probably say Cloudwater is the, the biggest one at the moment. Well, of course, because um, uh, we've talked with Jeff about Cloudwater a few times, just because you, you live in the UK half the time. Yeah, yeah, Cloud, Cloudwater amazing. We could get them over here, like, fresh, like, yeah, because so much of this stuff is just hot-driven, so, like, it's got yeah. to be, it's got to be, like, you know, like, yeah, yeah the immediacy is really important, so, just yeah. Jeff to bring our two fifty kilo uh, suitcases. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Ethan in the class, sir. I'll just I'll just go one flights out of Manchester from now. Yeah. Just sort of swoop in, grab one, off we go. But, so, so I guess we um, well, we talked about it for a second before, but all right, we're all drinking the fierce beer. Yeah. All right. I mean, we're, we'll uh, like talk about it in depth, but why the fierce beer? Why does this? Why is this here? Um, I think I'm. Personally, really into like lactose, sort of fruity, interesting um, beers at the moment, um, and yeah, it just sounded incredible. And I think it it has the opportunity to travel well. If it's got um, extra adjuncts and stuff, it's going to help. Um, it's still got a really cool hop character as well, um, but it's it's just something fun and interesting that it, you don't see a lot of. Um, yeah, it's kind of. And also super limited, so there was only like a few cakes of it available, um, which is great. And really lucky to, to be able to get like get one of those cakes and, and put it on. So yeah, it's just a, a lot of fun. And yeah, who doesn't like pina coladas and dancing in the rain? <laughs> well, there's waiting for that reference to come up. <laughs> All right, uh, one last question, then we'll get back to the beer. Yeah, sure. Um, why Smith Street? Um, well. I was saying sort of earlier there wasn't really anything offering uh, drink in and take away um, with 20 taps and constantly rotating stuff so I mean since then a few other places have opened up and definitely a lot of breweries have opened up since then as well since four years ago or five years ago sorry um, and yeah I think it's it's a really up-and-coming sort of spot it's a, uh, a lot of a lot of uh, people are moving to the area there's a lot of development happening um, I think we have six breweries in Collingwood now, off the top of my head. Um, and then, yeah, it's just, it's a great spot and a good vibe. And still getting uh, a lot of people coming in for the first time and still a lot of regulars and people that live in the area, which is, 
yeah, really awesome. It's a, it's, a, it's a really good good time and a lot of fun. So yeah. Actually, I, I have I have one last question. Go. On. So there's a lot of um like sort of craft beer venues in Melbourne. Do you reckon? Do you see yourselves as like complementary to like other places, like so say? Carlin or the Ale House or other places in the north, or do you see yourselves yeah. as competitors or like you know, no, how think, you see the ecosystem sort of working? Well, I think it's yeah, I think it's definitely complementary. Um, there's only so many taps any of us can have at one time, and I think that especially being a part of the '86 tramline, so having people that often go start at Carlin and go past Ale House, slow beer, and then down to here and maybe back, uh, down to Bar SK and then Catfish. Um, as a bit of a pub crawl or even a few venues in between that and breweries. Um, it's just, yeah, really, really cool. So we'll, we'll often have different things on tap. Like we're not all pouring the same exact beers because there's so many beers available now as well. So, and we all have different vibes and um, offer different sort of experiences. So yeah, I think it's all complimentary and, and helps the industry in a whole, really. Just um, the more the better, really. Yeah, it's great. Cool. Mm. Well, on that note, let's do quick pause and then we will talk about the beer that we're drinking. Yeah, awesome. And we are on to our next beer, which is a beer that we fabled before. And it is the the Pina Colada from Fierce Beer. That um, pin, pin, sorry, pina colada scream. Pineapple and coconut ice cream ale. There's so much coconut. Yeah, it's incredible. It, it is kind of scary. It's sort of <laughs> you drink and you go, oh yeah, that's it. But I think yeah, the the coconut's definitely there, um, and also the pineapple comes through underneath that. Um, it's yeah, it's it's really really cool. But, so, uh, gentlemen, first impressions? Yeah, coconut. Massively. Yeah. It's, it's a pina colada. It's, it's bang on that. It does what it says in the box. Yeah. <laughs> I had the guys in from uh, Rice, Paper, Scissors, and they make pina coladas there. And they were like, we want this on tap because we hate making pina coladas. Because, you know, coconut cream goes bad. It's all this... There's so many factors that go in that you're like, oh, this this ingredient goes off really quickly. This ingredient goes off really quickly. They're like, and it'd be so much easier just to like turn around, pour it into a cocktail glass, and just be like, there you go. <laughs> this needs a cherry. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I guess it's. Um, obviously, you guys dragged this in from some obscure brewery in the UK. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, are you guys the only place that has it? Uh, I think there was a few kegs, so it wasn't sort of a one-off keg. Um, it was definitely a few available. Um, so I'm not sure if other places probably got it in as well. And there's some really awesome cans of it as well and really cool packaging. Um, but I'd say it's probably around at a lot of the, uh, the specialty sort of places. So, yeah. Sweet. Alright, uh, what are people saying about it? Mark W at Craft Minded. Uh, why are people rating this low? Question mark, question mark. Exactly what it says on 10. Lovely stuff, 4.5. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what else we got? Uh, Richard J. Sorry, so um, 
just to keep in theme, Hoppy Pete, <laughs> the lacto, coconut, and pineapple are all there. Hops have probably gone a little bit, but it's pretty tasty. 3.75. It's quite high for Pete still. Richard J, also craft minded. Literally a penis colada. If you like that, then it ticks all the boxes. Four stars. Damn, what I correct. <laughs> well, we assume it's what I correct. Maybe he intends it. Uh, Gareth K, craft minded. Fierce by name, fierce by nature. An absolute marvel of brewing. Beautifully hopped with a sweet pineapple and coconut finish. Top marks. And gave it five out of five. Them's wow. fighting words. Alex R. Wow. 3.75. Uh, Justine J. Different. Definitely get the pina colada taste. 3 out of 5. Yeah. Uh, Liam S. I also like walks in the rain. 3.5. <laughs> Roy at Aston. This is a translation from something Scandinavian or the like. You would almost forget that you were drinking beer in the beginning. Full fry coconut and pineapple. Tastes like a peanut colada. Week and after time. 3.75. Wilton at Beer Mash, where we are. Dehydrated pineapple, reconstituted lactose and coconut milk in quotations. A silky cream body enters as lemon nougat, question mark, exclamation mark. And Terrabang! Coconut roughs with an Edland pineapple syrup edge finishes with hints of pineapple natural yogurt. Three points. That that was an epic comment. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's cool. That's well done. Kevin L. Location undisclosed. Uh, no, but his blast says beer merchants established 1979. Um, it promised pineapple. It promised coconut. It delivered. Halle pig and Newell. Four stars. What the hell is Alright, give me a few more people. Um, uh, Chris W. Uh, odd, but in a nice way. 3.75. Alright, what else we got? Anything fun? Lee G. Not for me, 1.5. Poor Lee G. Oh wow. Barry S. at the 12 taps. Coconut. Vomit face, vomit face, vomit face, vomit face, vomit face. 0.25. Well, so you don't like coconut and you ordered a coconut beer and then you were rating it badly because it has coconut in it. Well, the inverse of that is Yuka H. This must be one of those which you'll either love or hate. I like coconut, so ellipsis. <laughs> 4.25. I mean, why would you order a beer that contains ingredient you hate? And then write it down because it delivers exactly what it promises. Probably the same sort of fucking person who would like comment that I checked I at this yesterday, so I feel the need to put it in my untapped check. I like James. Yeah, exactly. Those fuckers. So, what do we think about this beer? Um, I'm oh, giving it four stars because it. I mean, I like all these flavors. I mean, it's you know, it's no roasted pineapple, but um. <laughs> Smoked. 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 You were the one who did it. I did. I forgot to mention smoked pineapples at the mills. Ah, I was going to feel very left out. I mean, it's definitely not roasted pineapple either, let's be clear. Mary's going to feel very left out. Um, I I like pineapple and I like coconut. And this this beer gives me exactly what I was expecting when I read the decals. So yeah, full size. Very nice. Kyle? Um, a 3.75. I'm not a huge pina colada fan, but I think it delivers exactly what it says it does. 
and it like it does it pretty well. There's a lot of sort of ice creamy beers that very much miss the mark, and this isn't one of them. Um, Shane definitely had something to say. Oh yeah, I'd, I'd give it a four. Um, I think it's still pretty well balanced. Amazing aroma. Um, it's got a touch of sweetness, but still finishes dry. Um, it's yeah, delivering what it says, and it's really, really well made. Um, it's a lot of fun as well. So yeah, four stars for sure. Jeff? Yeah, I'll give it three point seven five. Like I really like it. Like when I'm drinking it, but I've got like getting. I don't know if it, it's obviously just me. Having something like weird on like the aftertaste that I'm sort of not finding all that pleasant. Like not terrible, but like it's yeah. So, but yeah, still would be happy with it. Um, and the decider. It's it's a four for me. It's uh, I've had it. This is my third time having it, and it's still just as good. Though perhaps it was probably better two weeks ago, but it's still really good. Um, yeah, four stars all the way. So on that note, let's take a quick break and we're back with our last beer. And we are back and we're on to our last beer. And I feel like this beer in particular is a perfect example of why, like, the calibre of what beer mash brings in. Um, what are we drinking? Uh, we're drinking Tiny Rebels Imperial Chocolate Stay Puffed. It's a chocolate marshmallow porter. Sits at 9%. It's super rich. I, I love this beer. <laughs> it's, it's so desserty. But, and by Stay Puffed, I assume we're talking about the um, fabled Ghostbusters Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man? Most definitely. So, um, uh, everyone's had a sip, what do we think? Yeah, I mean, awesome. Yeah, really good, really good. That chocolate and the cacao is just, it's not overly sweet, it's just intense. Yeah, there's a lot of marshmallow coming through. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Like, it does what the marshmallow should, it gives it that little bit of sweetness, but also just the body in this is amazing. Yeah. Um, Alright, how does, uh, what, what's the deal with Tony Rebel? Are they the sort of company that um, you know, anyone can get, or are you guys getting them? Um, no, it's, you know, uh, yeah, they'll be at Carwin Cellars, I say, I've seen them on there. Um, they're from Wales, um, so they're, yeah, probably small production as well, but doing some really incredible stuff. Um, another favourite of mine is the Tropicana, which is a tropical IPA. It's just ridiculously fruity. Um, but yeah, all the, all the beers I've had from them so far have just been excellent. Um, we've had the guys in from there as well. I think one of them is a, a DJ on the side and has done a, a few sets. At, I think he uh, performed at Forrester's and a couple of other places while he was in Melbourne. Um, but yeah, just super cool guys doing really out there beers um, and producing stuff that is what it says you don't have to search for the ingredients they're, they're definitely in the glass and right in your face in a good way too like they're, they're still really balanced um, it's not it's not sickly sweet it's not over the top it's not too dry it's just right in that sweet spot so that perfect uh, kind of balance with the beer but yeah it's great to see their beers in and semi-regularly as well um, there's, I know there's already another shipment I think coming in um, for later in December so pretty excited for that and there's, with every list there's always new beers that are popping up so it's not the same beers over and over again it's uh, new and exciting stuff each time which is really really fun and great for us so yeah it's awesome 
I mostly love Tiny Robo because I've got a beer called the Hadouken, which has like the, it's got the greatest tap label of all time. That's oh, the move, isn't it? Yeah, it's got the move on it. Like it's so good. Don't you have that in a t-shirt? I do have it in a t-shirt. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> the, um, what sort of beer is it? It's a double IPA, I'm pretty sure. Okay, that makes sense. Sounds like a Hadouken thing. Yeah. I, I don't think there's. It like, can only be a barley one. That's not the only other thing it could be. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure fireballs are not an ingredient of the of the of the Hadouken though. So you know, it's not. They're, you know, they're being a little disingenuous here. I did not either drink fireballs, or nor was I able to create fireballs after I drank it. So you know. Maybe just need to drink more of it. Maybe that's a good point. Actually. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. If I drank it all night, maybe by the end. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's got to have some sort of effect. I'd right? at least think I could throw fireballs, so that'd be a good start. Um, can we get the bottles here? Yeah. I think, yeah, we've got bottles. And cans. Yeah. Oh, cool. Can, cans are awesome. I'm all about cans these days. Oh, yeah. They're great. What, what, what are these cans you speak of? Uh, so we've got the Imperial Stay Puffed in cans. Um, but yeah. It's just, yeah, really easy, um, awesome. Uh, yeah, they're great. They're, I think the beer tends to hold up a bit better in them as well. Like, uh, temperature diffuses a bit better with with metal. Even just like last time I was here, you know, I just got one of those little, you know, plasticky thingies that you put on top. The can clips? Yeah, I just picked up four beers and went home. You know, Do you need a bag? No, don't need a bag because carry on with the clip. Yeah, for everyone. So, speaking of everyone, what is people saying about this? What year? is everyone saying? Eric B at six degrees north. When I was a kid, I hated veggies. I'd eat them so I could have dessert. I'd eat an endless amount of awful veggies for this beer. Four point five. Wow, <laughs> that is beautiful. <laughs> I'm gonna stick to my starting comment. Pete Rowland, Hoppy Pete, gave this four stars. He didn't comment, unfortunately. But he did have it here. So not quite as eloquent as uh, Eric B is Brody C at Slobia Richmond. Fucking delicious. 4.75. Haw <laughs> uh, tea. Smells heavier than it feels. Marshmallow lingering. Chocolate and syrupy flavours. The roast slash burnt flavour comes through. Clever. 3.5 out of 5. Robert R had this at, Fierce's, at the Fierce Bar in Aberdeen. If this is Wales' a way of apologising for the slag heaps, minor strikes, etc., well, then the rest of the UK accepts. Welcome to the union, boys. <laughs> Four point five. <laughs> that was beautiful. That's an interesting one. Tim S. Good, but not as good as the marshmallow one from the same brewery. Three point five out of five. It's like, see, having had both, I think this is. Miles better. And this also has marshmallow in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, this is also a marshmallow beer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. What a chore bacon. Chore bacon. Reese L had this at Five Clouds. Literally like drinking rich chocolate mousse. Amazing. 4.5. Um, okay, so it's like, I'll ask the, well, there's an implied question in this. Uh, so, Mark at Hotel Sweeney's in Sydney. Love this beer, however, this reminds me so much of Big Shed Golden Stout Time. Not better or worse, just that it's almost the same. Four out of five. Uh, not at all. No, yes, I have, and yeah, it is nothing like this beer. Time. Yeah, I, <laughs> like, like I can understand the concept of it is a very desserty, chocolatey beer, but 
the flavor profiles are completely different. Yeah, right? yeah. That's I've I've not had the gold satsuma, but I, yeah, it doesn't sound like the beer that would be even no, no. I've, I've had golden satsuma a few times, including at the brewery, and it is not. It's nothing like this whatsoever. Okay, uh, Lassie P at Kioshka. Um, a strange one indeed! Exclamation mark, um, confused face. It's a little all over the place. It's quite smeat. Smells chocolatey, but it's too much like a dessert. Lax burn, 2.25. What? Lax burn? Lax burn. Lax burn. Someone's expecting the chili marshmallow stout. Yeah. So, yes. Alright, give me a few more. David G, I legit want to bathe myself in this beer. 4.75 out of 5. That'll be fun. Yeah, that, I, I like that fun. coverage. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ryan had this at JB's. This is a very beer match. Like, Oof. Dessert is coming. <laughs> 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 uh, Alrighty. Uh, what do we think about this beer? Um, I love it. I stick, I stick with the my statements from the start. Super rich, great body. You get everything that it says it has in it. No, I'd, I'd give this 4.25. Alright. Yeah, I was going to say the same. I really like I really like this beer. I think it's like, yeah, it's a super dense, super complex, and yeah, yeah 4.25 is where I was going. Um, I'm giving it 4.5. Like, I think I've given the original 4.25, but this is better in a lot of ways. Yeah, I, mean, I love chocolate, I love marshmallow, I love snacks, so but it's not overly sweet. It's sweet, but it's not overly sweet, it's just really well done. So yeah, 4.5. I'm gonna give it uh, 4.75. Uh, Whoa! I think what? it's yeah, it's incredible. It's the aroma on it is just really incredible. Um, it's got amazing layers, everything's really balanced. Um, it's got length as well, it sort of carries that flavour. Um, it's just an excellent idea. Uh, they've done really well with it, so yeah, 4.75 for me for sure. Uh, 4.25 for me. I, I love this beer. I can't give it more than 2.5, but I'm sorry, 4.25, but it's really, really, really good. Mm. Uh, and you know, the more uh, the more it warms up, the better it gets. Yeah, absolutely. What was that average too? Uh, we had three four point eight fives, but it's they're like it's, a four point seven five. We, we use majority rule. Uh, we don't. We don't. We don't. We don't average. That's much better. That's much better. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, it's a lot easier. Yeah. We, we, we've, we've used we've used we've used majority rules for like fourteen seasons now. So yeah, you know. but you know. Still yeah. want to, I still want to know what the average is. <laughs> sure. So. Um. That has been no, the, the mode and it's the median. I don't care what the mean is. I'm not. I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> so this has been the third stop on the eighty six, and it's probably one of the more most important stops. But then again, everything is important on the eighty six. Um, I was once told. You're saying that Flemish is more important than Baris K. <laughs> everything is important. <laughs> yeah, Dave and Louie don't matter as much as this place. <laughs> um, which I think Dave and Louie would probably fight over. But we'll, we'll set you guys against. Uh, um, Shane will set you guys against. Um, uh, like Dave and Louie. So there, there is a there is an alleyway just up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, they're awesome. They're great guys. And it's an awesome space. Hey, that's, that's not what they said about you. <laughs> 
Uh, you'll, you'll have to listen back to episode one to hear what they said about you. You might not want to talk to them again. <laughs> um, no, it's, there's, there's a lot of love on this street, and it's awesome that this place exists. Well, we yeah, always great. find ourselves awesome. in this part of town often. Exactly, and it's often my going home from work place. Um, now, Shane, you've also got you've also got a restaurant as well? Yeah, we just uh, recently opened a beer and ramen uh, place on Brunswick Street in Fitzroy, so super close to where we are here at Beer Mash. Um, but if anyone's into ramen, come check it out. We'll offer a free beer for anyone that mentions the podcast um, and comes down to, to have a look and see what it's all about. So yeah, what's it called? Uh, it is called Shibui Bar. Shibui. Yeah, which is a, a Japanese word for minimalist aesthetic. So it's quite. But we're offering four ramens, uh, four sides of four beers at the moment. Um, but it's yeah, quite a cool, fun space. Um, yeah, and really exciting. So come check it out if you're into ramen and beer. And I assume the beer is all craft? It is, yes. Can, can I get my stay puffed? Uh, we can organize that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just for you, yeah. Yes. Uh, but yeah, we've got we've got a few beers on from Edge, uh, Edge Brewing Project, which is quite close to here as well. Um, yeah, and a few other sort of uh, bottles and cans as well. So yeah, that's, that's cool. that, yeah, that is amazing. Um, we will leave everyone there. Shane, thank you so much for being on this um, silly adventure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming down. It's well, we wouldn't miss you. It'd be a match for folks. It's a Saturday afternoon. We're, we're probably going to be here anyway. Exactly. Exactly. You know, where else are we going to be? Uh, we have been the Brunswick Beer Collective. We've been Jeffrey G. See you next week. We've been Carl Campbell. Ciao. We've been Paul Christoph. See you around. We've been Chris Shorten. And we've been secretly Alan Lamb. And, <laughs> and we will talk to you all next week. Awesome. <laughs>